All my hope on God is founded. He doth still my trust renew. Me through change and chance he guideth, only good and only true. God unknown, he calls my heart to be his own. Amen. Good morning and a special welcome to those who have joined us for baptism this day. I confess that I found it at once fascinating, if not somewhat predictable, to hear and absorb responses from every side of the political aisle this week in response to the headlines about a national emergency at our country's southern border. Of course, some are encouraged or relieved, others outraged, distressed, and among the responses were many who excitedly and perhaps snarkily anticipated the new precedent and prospect of declaring future national emergencies for any given number of special causes and interests, if only their candidate were to ascend into office. Let me be clear that my point here is not to express my opinion on the matter, but rather to offer the observation that in our current age, a time in which nearly all the information there is to be consumed can be accessed nearly instantaneously, there is no shortage of crises. There is always an emergency to be declared and a crisis to be confronted. When I hear in the Beatitudes we just read in Luke, and when I hear them not as a description of how things are and must be, but as a call to action to create the kind of world that God envisions. And when I think about the overwhelming crises of hunger and poverty and violence and distress at home and abroad, one wonders where even to begin confronting the crises we face in this world. Life in 2019 can feel sometimes like we are trapped inside the 911 dispatch center, such that not discounting the undeniable urgency of so many challenges of our day, I must confess that I, for one, have crisis fatigue. Crisis fatigue. And if I had to choose one word to describe the frenzied moments we find ourselves in, well, I just misread the sentence, the word would be frenzied. <laughs> if I had to choose one word to describe this moment, it is frenzied. Frenetic. I wonder how many of us might not choose the same word if asked to describe what it's like to simply be a human being in 2019. At both the global level and within our own hearts and souls and bodies and minds, we are a frenzied and frenetic people. And you know, no one knows this better than our young people. If you ask teenagers today what it's like to be a teenager in 2019, among the most common responses that you'll hear over and over again are words like busy, stressed, tired, overscheduled, burned out. Can you relate? And yet our readings from Jeremiah and the first psalm this morning offer a very different picture of what life could be like and about what true happiness 
defined not as superficial satisfaction, but rather the deep gladness of a life lived with God and for God might look like. Not anxious or stressed, but steady and stilled. Not fearful, but at peace. Not frenzied or anxious or rushed, but instead rooted, deeply grounded and connecting, connected to the living waters of God. Like trees planted by streams of water, writes the psalmist, like a tree planted by water, sending out roots by the stream, declares the prophet. For Jeremiah, such a posture of rootedness, even in the midst of exile and uncertainty, is cultivated through trust in God alone. Jeremiah, who began his ministry in the shadow of the Jerusalem temple, now writes in a time of profound transition, upheaval, and exile in Egypt. And so, anticipating the challenges before them, Jeremiah presents two options. Option A is like that old Johnny Lee song, looking for love in all the wrong places. To trust in mere mortals, like shrubs of the desert, who go searching for water where there is no water to be found. Or option B, trust in God. To turn their hearts to the one who tests the mind and searches the heart and yet remains faithful and steadfast through the trials and tribulations of life. Of course, you and I know that it is difficult to simply will ourselves into trusting God more. No, rather than willing ourselves into trusting God, real trust is always cultivated through relationship and relationship with the God whom we know but cannot see is primarily nurtured through practices. Likewise, for the psalmist, the key to the life of happiness, the life lived with God and for God is meditating on the law of the Lord day and night. And such is the function of this community. We gather again week by week in the midst of life's trials and transitions to pray, to meditate, to read the scriptures, to gather at this table, to be together, that we might trust God more and more, that we might help one another move from the desert life of isolation and thirst and into the living streams of of connection, refreshment, and joy. But my friends, it's not all about us, because I know that some of you are probably sitting there thinking, well, all this talk about being still and praying and trusting and being a tree, well, that all sounds spiritual and lovely. But as followers of Jesus and people of faith, are we not supposed to actually do something? Well, Writing thousands of years later, the great modern mystic and teacher Thomas Merton would echo this metaphor of a tree, writing in his work, The New Seeds of Contemplation, that a tree gives glory to God by being a tree. For in being what God means it to be, it is obeying God. You see, my friends, to be a tree is not an invitation to escapism or mere complacency. 
But if you think about it, to be a tree is to flourish and to bear the fruits of justice and peace and mercy and love and all the works and virtues of the kingdom of God that will absolutely wear us out and burn us out if we are not connected to the life source, the living stream. And to be a tree is to embrace an ever-growing awareness of one's unique vocation in this world. For all different kinds of soils produce all different kinds of trees, and all different kinds of trees bear all different kinds of fruits. Thus amid the multitude of crises and causes that seek to claim our time and attention, to be a tree is to remember that we are each positioned and gifted for different work with different passions and skills. To be a tree is to move from frenzied to functional, to move from reactionary to responsive, from floundering to to purposeful. And I can tell these babies are ready. They're ready. (laughs) And so we're going to land this plane. But I believe (laughs) the invitation this morning is for each of us simply to turn again to God. Amidst all the frenzy and chaos of this world, to turn again to God, our source, to become intentional about growing in relationship with God, to stretch out our roots ever deeper into the soil of our communities and our neighborhoods so that we can truly understand the needs around us and then get really clear about what each of us is uniquely called to do as individuals and then as a church. Because there is freedom in knowing that none of us can solve all the problems. But each of us are called to work in our own unique way for the kingdom of God. And I believe that each person in this room has been given a unique job in the kingdom of God and a specific job. So as we turn once again to the living stream of God and the waters of baptism, where we will welcome these little ones into a life lived with Christ and for Christ in God's kingdom, we will also renew our our baptismal covenants. We will remember once again who we are and whose we are, who we follow and who we are called to trust. We will renew our commitment to being a people who bear the fruits of justice, mercy, and love. We will once again commit to taking our unique place in the kingdom of God. For such is life lived with God, and for God such is true happiness. To return to the living waters again and again and again that we might know which battles are ours to fight and which are ours to let go, that we may know which is our fruit to bear and which we can leave for someone else. For blessed are those who trust in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. They shall be like a tree planted by water, sending out roots by the stream. It shall not fear when heat comes, and its leaves shall stay green. In the year of drought, it is not anxious, and it does not cease to bear fruit. Amen.